bizarre. It's a no-knock raid. Don't be afraid. Paramilitary police state on parade. It's a no-knock raid. Welcome to the Charles Carroll Society. I'm your host, the self-appointed bard of the American Readout. I wanted to uh, go over a few things in the news today and, and uh, also give you an update uh, on my own personal situation for all those who have been praying um, for me and um, uh, my family. So thank you very much. I wanted to give you a little bit of analysis on some things I've seen that uh, that um, basically as normal are not accurate in the mainstream legacy lying liberal media. <clears throat> One of the first things I wanted to uh, to share with you guys are an approach on the 2018 uh, November elections and just give you some real analysis and what to expect. First of all, if I were a betting man, I would bet that the Republicans are going to lose the House and the Republicans are going to gain seats in the Senate. That's what all the polling currently shows. That means that I'd be buying my guns and ammunition now because after the Democrats take over the House, then all the prices for ammunition and guns would just pop straight up. That's basically what's going to happen. So that's what I would do. Now, a couple of things about the 2018 um, election. One is that they're trying to claim that President Trump may or may not be um, doing incredibly well in these midterm elections. If President under President Trump, the Republicans gain seats in the Senate, then he has already done better than nearly every single modern president, including President Obama and President Reagan. Both President Obama, President Reagan, and almost and President Clinton, all those guys lost uh, seats in the House and the Senate. So if President Trump is even able to hold on to the Senate and then gain seats in the Senate, he is already more uh, popular and impactful than nearly every single president there is. Um, that's said... Is there a chance that the the, um, Republicans hold on to the House, the federal House? Yes, but it's about a 20 percent chance. They essentially have to run the tables, which has happened. But um, that would be that would be amazing if they did that. That would be be, I think a lot of people would be shocked. And uh, I don't even know what the response would be from the left if we did that. If if conservatives were able to um, to win the House and the Senate again, wow, I, I really do. Now, do they deserve it? Probably. Um, I don't. I believe that the old Republicans that resign that resign. Most of the reasons why President Trump is having such a hard time holding the House is because forty Republicans decided to quit um, during this election. And as you know, incumbents have an eighty percent chance of what re, uh, winning their their seat. So all these Republicans quit. So you have to start fighting Democrats in a in a terrible year and that and in trying to hold those seats. If those forty Republicans had not quit, that would be the Republicans would be in a lot stronger situation right now. Um, but those guys were not American first Republicans. Um, I one of the things I really don't see just honest analysis is that. It is my opinion that going forward, there's two choices for conservatives and libertarians and everyone in America. We're either going to be a, a society dominated by socialism and communism, 
as as implemented by the Democratic Party. And it's going to be an American form of socialism, kind of like a European form of socialism. They're going to try to nationalize all of health care. They're going to try to do some type of even more massive wealth redistribution. They obviously are going to go after their favorite things, which is fund their side and and, you know, promote abortion and, and try to limit gun rights. That's one option. The other option is economic nationalism, where we all say that one of our primary goals and the primary goals of our companies is to keep people employed, to, to have to, to, to defend jobs and, and opportunity for American citizens. That's I truly believe that that are your two options, economic nationalism or socialism. There are a whole bunch of legacy Republicans sitting there saying, no, 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 that's not what we're trying to do. We, we need to go back to libertarianism and let all the American companies offshore all their jobs and have unlimited in, import of labor. And a lot of Americans, a lot of Americans and a lot of conservative Americans have said that has not worked. OK, and it doesn't appear to be working in the future. And I, and I believe that and I concur with that. And these guys need to catch up. One of the things I dislike about legacy, you know, establishment Republicans is they think because they're more wealthy than you and I, that many of them went to a better education than you and I. They lead us like there are leaders, like they are somehow appointed by their wealth to be the ones who determine the focus of the United States. Well, guess what? You're not. We Republicans, we conservative, we the people decide where we're going. And on the right... The center and the right seems to have said that we want to go with economic nationalism. American first. Our, our foreign policy is here to promote America. We could give a rat's ass about globalism and trying to push uh, the benefit of others. And the Democrats are like, oh, we have to be the benefit of everyone. No, we don't. We need to be the benefit of Americans. We need to keep our empo- unemployment rate down. We need to have opportunities, not outcomes, opportunities for our people. Okay. And borders, language, and culture. We need to reinforce all of that. While these globalist establishment Republicans are like, no, no, just let us keep making all these trillions of dollars by offshoring and getting rid of you. Don't worry, you can go work for Walmart as a Walmart reader. Guys don't want to work at Walmart as a Walmart readers. Many guys want to have, you know, just a... I mean, it's like Americans aren't greedy. Americans, they just want a job. They want to, they want to go and manufacture something made out of steel and metal and get, as they say, their, their, their fingernails dirty, get their lunchbox have their wife, have their three kids, put them in decent schools, and maybe one of the kids can go off to college and improve themselves. It's not a, nobody's greedy here, but we, I believe that we are, we should, and that is an honorable and and a good approach. So right now, the socialists have a big opportunity. They have an opportunity to to push, to grab the House, perhaps grab the Senate, um, and push America towards socialism. When the Republicans had all three, these Republicans didn't pass, in my opinion, one single America first legislation. No border wall funding. Um, they didn't pass anything that uh, restricted the ability to put regulations. So if President Trump is no longer president, Elizabeth Warren becomes president, she's just going to slap all these regulations back on. They didn't pass any laws. You know, President Trump has been doing a lot of things good on his on his own to, to re- remove regulations, but they did not um, pass any laws. So these, all of this thing can be, is going to be lost as soon as they have a Democratic president. He's gonna, they're going to just reverse all of this. So a lot of these guys, a lot of, they call them moderates, but I call them establishment, open borders, globalist Republicans. And, you know, they didn't like, they don't like 
America first. They don't like economic nationalism. So a lot of these guys retired. So now we're going to decide one of the key voting blocks that seems to be missing and not doing well in the Republican side are white women, uh, suburban women, they call it. And it's it just it's just so frustrating to me. You know, they, they basically say that if all this little polling is that white women in the suburbs don't like the tone of Mr. of, of President Trump. They don't like what he says. I mean, are we voting on our feelings or are we voting on results? I mean, your husband is making more money. Your 401k has increased. There's more freedom. There are less regulation. Jobs are opening. There's currently more jobs than and people looking for jobs right now. The, 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 even the Fed chairman has said that the labor market is the tightest he's ever seen. People are finally getting raises. We're killing terrorists left and right. We're reducing taxes. And yet a key constituent that normally votes, that sometimes votes for Republicans are saying, our feelings. We don't like the way he approaches things. It's like ridiculous, utterly ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. And um, I just feel I feel very frustrated by that. I feel very frustrated that there are people out there who would vote their feelings rather than vote results. Um, another thing, international news, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into the South Africa thing. I might go into that next week. But um and because it's it's a pretty complex thing and that's getting there. So I'm going to save that for another show. Um, but another thing that is taking up a lot of people's time is this Saudi Arabia killed this journalist. And the American progressive news is trying to hang this around President Trump's neck because they assume that President Trump was going to make war in every Muslim country uh, there is. But President Trump's focus is keep you keep your Muslim people in your nation and we'll keep our Christian people in our nation and we'll be fine. I mean, if we want to buy oil from Saudi Arabia, great. And so Saudi Arabia kills people every day. America kills people every day. What is it? 3.5 people killed or something. I forget how many people are killed uh, by police per year, but whatever it is, I mean, we kill people regularly. Um, our government kills people regularly. Saudi Arabia kills people regularly. All governments kill people regularly. So a Saudi citizen was killed on Saudi soil. The consulate is Saudi soil. They keep saying he was killed in Turkey. He was killed in Turkey in a Saudi embassy, which means it's Saudi soil, uh, by Saudi Arabia. Why do any of us, why, I mean, it's terrible, bad, but Saudi Arabia is hanging and chopping people up day and night. Why, why are we making this a big issue? They're making this a big issue to embarrass President Trump. That's it. Okay, Saudi Arabia kills people left and right. No, by the way, the United States government kills its enemies left and right wherever that wherever we find them, as we should. So people like Rand Paul, who I like, I support Rand Paul big time. But he's sitting over here talking about like Saudi Arabia is not our friend. He's right in some ways that huge chunks of Saudi Arabia are not uh, the best allies for America. This is absolutely 100 percent true. Uh, However, he talks about being non-interventionist, like interfering in other people's internal affairs yet here you know saudi arabia kills some journalists in their uh, consulate they seem to have chopped this guy up while he was still alive that's not my business um it appears that turkey had hacked this guy's eye watched which is something you guys all need to watch out i didn't know that you could do that of course all electronics with anything battery operated should be removed from you if you're going to be talking uh, confidentially anything battery operated or powered by electricity needs to be removed because apparently the, the Turks had, had hacked this guy's watch and turned on the microphone in his watch, and they were able to, to record the Saudi Arabia killing this guy. 
And um, so that's, you know, that's terrible. We Okay, we all sit around and go, that's terrible. You know, what do you want me to do about it? You know, you, what, what do we go to war against Saudi Arabia? Because he killed one person. Like I said, Saudi Arabia hangs people, beheads people. I mean, they chop people up all day and night. So um, uh, in my opinion, the, the you know, the, they oppose some enemies. You know, the enemy of the enemy is a friend. Not always, but I, 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 I'm a little bit annoyed that people make such a big deal of Saudi Arabia killing some journalists in their consulate in Turkey and, you know, and we're supposed to destroy our entire relationship with that nation. And again, I'm not, as you know, I'm not a big, huge fan, but there are some nations that cooperate with us in doing things that we need to do. Jordan is one. Saudi Arabia is another. Um, but yeah, Saudi Arabia has a serious problem with their extreme, uh, their very extremist uh, interpretation of Islam. You know, what is it, 15 out of the 20 9-11 hijackers are Saudi citizens. Osama bin Laden was a Saudi citizen. So, yeah, they have an issue, but um, it's apparently the American government and American intelligence forces and American military and American State Department has figured that out, and, and they're still uh, a help. And, again, progressors are going to and, – and apparently the – the, the king of Saudi Arabia and all those people seem to like President Trump and his family and the progressives hate that. And so they're going to try to cause an issue. So I'm not I'm not really in, in the mood to listen to these guys uh, jam on this kind of things. You know, I'm just going to let that flow. OK, so, uh, you know, it's a bad thing and that's what it is. And I and I think conservatives shouldn't buy into the legacy lying liberal media as they try to make an issue uh, simply to embarrass President Trump. If this ha- as you know, if this happened under President Obama, the reporting would be completely different. What's the primary differences between you and your opponent? Experience matters. I don't have that learning curve. I've served uh, as our state superintendent for nearly four now- years now. I've built relationships with the movers and shakers in our state that make decisions for our students. And plus, I have a track record of success. We've gotten nearly $100 million for education every year since I've taken office. We saved the taxpayers nearly $6 million every year since I took office in internet costs. Our math and reading skills are on the rise. Our graduation rates are rising, and we have been catapulted to number five for college and career readiness in our nation. And also, this last legislative session, we had, for the first time, an unprecedented unanimous vote for the public school's budget. So experience does matter. I'm State Superintendent Sherry Ebar, and I ask humbly again for your vote on November 6th. Thank you. Another thing I wanted to, to share that doesn't seem to be getting a lot of fair treatment is this caravan that's coming up from Honduras. So this thing looks like it's a complete 100% setup by the Democratic Party, by its international allies to, 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 to do one of two things. They want these 4,000 poor people that they literally apparently have given cash to from Central America to walk through Mexico and to hit the border, look at it almost exactly at election time. Exactly. Those guys, if they continue moving, will hit the border around November. This this is not happenstance. They are doing this exactly to impact the November 2018 elections and who's paying for it. We all know who's paying for it. The open borders NGOs who are all funded by the Open Society, which is George Soros allied with the United with the Democratic Party. Everyone knows this. Okay, they haven't figured out all the bank records, but these guys are handing cash to people to walk. To, to try to come to the United States. 
And by the way, the issue, just for anybody to know, is that our current laws say that we can return Mexicans immediately back, or Canadians if they ever came across. But other groups from Central and South America, if they come across, they have to be seen and given refugee status and, and released into the United States. And since all of them are coming with kids, the, the Democrats will be able to just, you know, paint the administration as heartless and everything right around the elections. This is 100% interference in the United States election. This is a 100% assault on Americanism by saying we will flood America. If every, you know, just if there is any white suburban women listening to this podcast, you cannot have open borders and a significant amount of social services. Right now we have free schools education from K through 12. These people are coming from nations where they don't have free education K through 12. Right in America, we have essentially free emergency health care. And with Obama and, and Obamacare and other things, we have even more free health care. In these nations, they have no health care. I mean, we have free housing, free food, free Obama cell phones, free internet. Our poor people in America are wealthy people where they come these people come from. All of them are not coming to come and jump on benefits, but many of them are low skilled. That's why they're not just applying for uh, normal. If they had high skills, they just apply through the normal immigration process and come on in and get a job. These people have low skills and are coming here to impact K-12 education. Even in, even in places like Idaho down in the Treasure Valley, they have people in school, they speak 70 different languages. That takes money local money, local taxes to retrain the teachers to try to figure out how to get these people integrated. And the, and whoever, the people behind us are saying, we will flood America. And yet, what is it, white women? I don't know, what, who, who is, who support, well, we know that socialists and Democrats and many of them are white, and unfortunately many of them are black and Hispanic. But what's a shame is to watch white people vote for their own demise. That's just sick. I mean, first of all, I think it's sick for anyone to vote for our own demise. This is our nation. These are our resources. And if we say, oh, we fear gang violence and we fear we fear poverty, every single person in the world would would qualify coming here. I think they did a poll. I I thought I saw one. And again, don't quote me on it. But I thought I saw a poll that said 70 percent of the world's population would move to the United States if given a chance. All six billion people here. They want to destroy our nation by mass immigration. And there's too many, pe- it's too many people are like, oh, well, they're poor people. We need to- Do we let everyone in? And isn't it amazing that this is happening exactly in time for these people to hit the border so that they're trying to get, I believe they're trying to get President Trump to over-respond, to, to, to come out and to do, do something that can cost him votes. And they're also trying to get Hispanics um, uh, agitated and angry so that they vote. I mean, this is a 100% socialist kind of approach. 100%. Okay? So, uh, yeah. I, I'm not happy. I'm absolutely uh, very sad uh, and very frustrated that it's happening. And I believe it's 100% planned. It's just too con- it's too convenient that these people basically will hit the border right before the 2018 elections. Absolutely. Midterm elections. Absolutely. That is not uh, that is planned. And I think every you're not getting that. You, the, the media is not telling you, wait, 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 wait a minute. Why are these guys coming now? Why are they coming right now? And why will they hit the border exactly when we're doing election? This is massive interference by the open society funded by George Soros, who then funds a bunch of open border NGOs. It's like 
And I mean, black people, Hispanic people, white people, we all have to start going, wait a minute. Why can't we take care of our own poor first? We don't need to go down with third world countries in Central America. If you want to take go, go in the middle of the inner cities, any of them. There's a third world countries in Baltimore and Detroit and Cleveland, Ohio. These are third, Los Angeles. Break these tumors of poverty up. You know, you don't need to go anywhere to go. We, we need to go nowhere to get poverty and, and suffering. We have it all right now. Thank you very much. We're full. But I'll tell you something that I, I heard and, and, I, and, I, and I'm and I'm a, I'm a bit disturbed because we got to we got to make sure that this doesn't happen. People are saying we should deploy the military on the border and close the border. That is not really going to work. Sorry to tell you guys that. And people are going, what, Alex? What do you mean? This is, we got to close the border. You can't deploy the military on the border. The military does not, does not threaten. The military is not a force where we deploy them, line them up with their bayonets, and they threaten people. The military does not threaten. When you have an Apache gunship come by, it doesn't hover and threaten. The only way to, you, to the military deploys is if it has a military objective it can do, in other words, it will drop bombs. You want to stop this caravan? The military's answer is to drop a bunch of cluster bombs right down that thing and wipe the entire caravan out. It can be done in 30 seconds. But is American public voting to have the United States military use military force against a bunch of unarmed third world women and men, women and children who are unarmed? Sorry, you, you may want to. You, some people may think that's OK to do. And I don't really have a good answer, but I'm going to tell you that the overwhelming majority of the American voters would not support such activity. And oh, by the way, you have a good chance of the military not obeying that command. The military sitting there, they're not going to launch tomahawks against a, 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 an unarmed group of people moving around. And that's not what we're here for. And the military doesn't threaten. We don't come and line up and go, oh, don't don't cross this red line. We say if you cross this red line, we will shoot you dead. That's and we only and we're a rattlesnake. We only give warnings when our political leaders force us. We normally don't want to give you warnings. We don't want it. We just want to come and shoot you. I mean, that's it. The United States Marines had a, a saying: <laughs> anything destroyed in thirty minutes or your money back. That's what the, the Marines do. They don't threaten. They don't line up. So why? Do, it, 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 in other words, you don't deploy the military unless you have given them the authorization to use military force. Military force is not snipers. It's not sound cannons. I mean, we have very little of that. And oh, by the way, the only way that could work is if the military took over a portion of Mexico, which I mean, if you think about it, if you're going to stop this immigration, you might need to, because the concept is the military would have to move in to, for a mile or two miles or whatever it is into the, into Mexico and take that over. Because once the people get into the United States, the military has no legal constitutional right to shoot people dead. We have huge laws about deploying the United States military on military on U.S. soil to shoot anyone. And that's a, probably a very good thing. And we don't want to break that. Illegal or not illegal, the military cannot deploy here and start shooting people unless the, the president declares all kind of stuff. And that's very dangerous. OK, anarchy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I guess what the president can do that. He could declare an anarchy and he basically is declaring martial law across the southern border. And technically he could do that. But the military, I mean, is the military the best force to be running around trying to zip tie a bunch of women and children. And you can guarantee that these open border people have all the cameras and 5,000 lawyers lined up for each person that's sitting there, literally paid, waiting so that they can run around. And if they're in the United States, they have rights. 
unless they declare, you know, martial law. Now, do you want the president to start declaring martial law? So really, if you're over in Mexico, they don't have constitutional rights. The, the, the American Constitution, that's why we have Gu- Guantanamo, because it's in a, in a different country. So um, I probably have some ideas on how we can solve this, but I won't put this out because I believe they're probably some of the most creative ideas of how to deal with this. But I'm just telling you that it is not very simple. Uh, the military is not the answer. The military is a blunt instrument. We are very good at destroying things like ISIS. We don't go. Did you see some of the, city, the cities that ISIS controlled? They look like Dresden. That's what the military is good for. Oh, well, you, you guys control this city. OK, well, now there's no more city. And America's like, good, well, keep on. That's what we do. That's what the military does. We do not. Unless we start shooting, unless you say an American population is not willing to say that. And the, the NGOs know that. So they're pushing. They're, they're pressuring America saying, ha ha, we know you're not going to shoot these people. So we're just going to keep flooding your border. So unless people are ready to do something, that's why it didn't happen next year. That's what didn't happen in like three months after the elections. Because then it'd be a little bit different, and then people might be able to respond, have a little bit more freedom. This was 100% planned by the enemies of the United States, the enemy of nationalism, and, and President Trump is in a really hard situation. But I'm, I just, I'm, I'm honestly saying that you don't deploy the United States military unless you're authorizing to use military force to achieve a military objective. I want you to stop those people. We don't stop people. You, I, I want you to kill those people. Okay. Now, will the military actually obey the order to shoot on unarmed mass immigrants? I I think that you have a I think you have a good chance that the United States military will say we're not obeying that order. Literally, because that's not what we do. We don't shoot unarmed people. I mean, we don't try. So, like I said, I have some ideas on how we can discourage this caravan and discourage this caravan in the future. But again, I think my ideas are. As, as some of the most creative. And if somebody in the uh, administration uh, wants to call me up and get some of them, I can, I can give them to you. But other than that, I don't feel like uh, telling our enemies uh, who probably listen to this podcast more than the administration on how we, would, how we should be stopping this. So military, I don't believe is an option. There are other options. None of them are very good, by the way. Uh, and, but uh, we need to be able to stop this now and we need to make the point that we can stop it in the future. And they know that they're painting you know they want that caravan to hit that border and either show trump voters that you know what you're voting for trump but he's not gonna be able to secure the border because we the george Soros, open society open borders ngos have more control and more will we have more money and more will than you do none of the established republicans with money want to seal that border because they want the cheap labor the democrats need the vote so they saying you're voting for president trump and he can't deliver what he promised or they get president trump to overreact and you see some serious violence happening and every single thing that happens to some little brown little woman and brown kids are going to be plastered on all every single you know of this hostile press 93 percent of the coverage of the president is already negative they'll be plastered everywhere and then they want that to impact the, the november elections and impact the 2020 elections so this is a real dicey situation created by the enemies of the united states and um we do have to solve it and there may be some ways that we can influence it and kind of escape the trap that these these people have created for us. Um, I'd like to wrap up the show. Uh, I'm doing OK. It's just a quick update um, in my personal life. Um, as many of you know, that there is um, some severe uh, things that went down in my personal life. It's almost seems to me that it's kind of interesting, you know, that 
some uh, terribleness goes down. But you know what? That's okay. They're, they're not going to. Uh, this is not going to stop me from being politically active. It's not going to stop me from uh, promoting conservative causes. Um, it makes things a little bit more difficult or a lot more difficult, but, and it, it's damaging to the children, but they don't care. The people who uh, uh, support uh, annihilating the United States don't care who they destroy and how they destroy it. And they, they basically get great um, feelings of joy when people that they don't agree with have, uh, painful personal pro- uh, problems in their life. They love it. So I don't really talk about the details too much because I know it just gr- it gives those people uh, just nothing but joy. But for the people who are fans and supporters, you know, you know, you're, I'm getting back on my feet. I'm establishing myself, you know, getting my mind right. It, it's hurt. It's, it's, it's hard. But, you know, uh, it's not the hardest thing that people have had to do, uh, dealt with. And I'm not the only person dealing with stuff like this. And so, you know, I mean, put on your big boy pants, you know, you know, un, uh, you know, unknot un, un your panties and keep walking and keep moving forward. That's it. That's what we can do. We, you know, we pray, prepare and, and, and take skills and wills. That's what we do. We, we move forward. So. I think we're, I'm, I think I'm doing okay. I know some others are having similar challenges and I think they're getting back on their feet too. And, and they're not going to stop us. They're not going to uh, stop this voice of reason in this, in this, this mess of lies and just anti everything, anti everything that is wholesome and good. So we'll keep continue to talk and we'll keep moving and that's what anybody who decides to speak out can um, and, and stand up can 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 base can basically prepare for is attacks in in all areas in any area in your personal life where you're weak you can you can you can imagine they will apply maximum pressure but things are moving fine the ranch is still here um, and hopefully we'll survive all this and keep moving so um, thank you very much by the way the patreon account is out there for people who want to support that I, I would really appreciate if you find any value in the commentary that we're producing um, that would be a really good way even a dollar a month would help so you know the patreon link is there on the page so please uh, uh, take a look at that and and, and care and and uh, give me um we're gonna reach almost a thousand uh, subscribers it's the first um, first kind of hallmark with a thousand and 10,000 and a hundred thousand, uh, is your hallmarks all over on YouTube. So, uh, if you guys are not subscribed over there, please subscribe. I'm trying to think about what we're going to do. I'm thinking about inviting the Patreon supporters for kind of a live, um, a Q and a session on YouTube. I've never done that before. So I really think it's uh, it would be fun to, to try to do something to say thank you to those who've really gone um, beyond in, in helping, uh, this, uh, little media uh, outlet uh, prosper. So thank you very much. Uh, remember, uh, as partisans, we're really supposed to be working with our local tribe and local group, um, getting the information out there. Please do your churches, uh, your all of your organizations you're part of, um, the Vets for Foreign War, um, the American Legions, all of the groups that you're a part of. You know, get I, I, I took the time and created a sample ballot for you guys if you're up here in northern Idaho. By the way, if other people have sample ballots from their uh, areas in the American Readout, please send them over. I'll be more than happy to publish them. Um, you guys can reach me at Alexand- alex at alexanderbaron.com, or you can just contact me through the blog, which is, is a, a guaranteed way to get me. On the contact page, you can just drop me a note with your email, and I'll respond to you. 
and get that out there. Partisans were supposed to be, you know, interacting with our community, getting, I, I truly believe uh, getting people to vote is some of the, the, you know, the smallest thing. It's 10 minutes of their time and it can have a massive um, a, a difference. And it allows you to interact with your neighbors and your community in a positive way. If you can't get your neighbors and community to spend 10 minutes voting, which has absolutely no risk, no, no danger in it, then I don't think those guys are going to be very useful to you in anything else you're doing. So, um, you know, this voting thing is really good. It, it, you know, if it continues or not, um, you know, we'll see. Um, the polls could be wrong. The polls could be right. We don't know who's going to turn out in, in the late decider. So uh, we pray for it, you know, pray your rosaries, pray, um, pray your prayers to that um, the Lord continues to bless his remnant and use his time uh, to make sure that you're as prepared and ready as you can. Skills and wills. That's what I believe now. That's going to be my new tagline on perhaps I can get a American readout shirt and it'll be, you know, having the skills that you need and having the will. It's not all about gadgets. They can take all the gadgets from you, but if you have the skills and wills, you'll get those gadgets again and you'll be able to do what you need to do be done. Skill to do what you need to be done and the will to take action. Thank you very much. I'm your host, Alex Barron, and you've been listening to the Charles Carroll Society. Have a great one. Viva Crystal Ray. Viva Crystal Ray. Viva Crystal Ray, either Virgin of Guadalupe. So